We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yeah, the Knicks will dribble it out. So after four consecutive games decided in the final seconds, the Knicks get an easy one, a blowout victory. And this one has the Knicks surpassing last year's win total. Last year's team finished 21-45. and 45. Tom Thibodeau and the Knicks are now 22-22. and 22. All right. All right. Needed that one. Needed that one. That was, uh, there we go. Cheers. Um, Knicks win. Um, what was the final score? Let's see here. Final score of 131 to 113. Um, man, lots to, lots to talk about in this one, uh, for, uh, for a blowout victory. Um, but I feel it would be, it would be disingenuous to start this live stream by doing anything other than, you know, talking about the elephant in the room, which is that. Uh, the Knicks just, again, had a game where they were up by 30 points. I think, I don't know if they hit 30 by the end of the third quarter or the beginning of the fourth, whatever it was. You know, and we're sitting here looking at um, Randall played close to 38 minutes. Barrett played over 39. Uh, Bullock played 30. Mitch played 30. I don't really care about them. Um, good to get good to get Mitch, actually, the minutes. I'm happy that. But, you know, Tibbs had the starters in until two minutes and change. This is this is the gift and the curse of Tom Thibodeau. Um because for most of my adult life, um it didn't matter if you had a team like the Wizards in the league, if they came in to play the Knicks, the Wizards were the te- like the Knicks were the get well team for the team that was the get well team for everybody else in the league. And 
And Tom Thibodeau has come in and he's changed that. Now, if the Knicks have a game against a team that's a get well team, um, the Knicks are going to kick the shit out of them. And they and they did kick the shit out of the Wizards tonight. This game was, you know, after a few dicey early moments, um, the Knicks put their foot down and they and they put their foot down. You know, yes, Randall hitting a bunch of threes obviously helped and, and shout out to him for having an amazing game. But um, they won this game with defense. They put the clamps down and uh, they this was not a competitive game because they the Knicks play hard, good, fundamental basketball. And there's a lot of other teams in the league that don't do that. Um, and, and that's a credit to Tibbs and that's Tibbs at his best. And then you have Tibbs at his worst um, at the end, you know, reinserting Randall in a game that's over, keeping, um, keeping uh, uh, overratedness. I see your comment. And I'm going to, I'm going to hit that up in a sec. Cause I had the same thought, um, you know, keeping the starters in reinserting the starters, the whole thing. And you know, this is the gift and the curse of Tom Thibodeau. He is, he is a coach that is uncompromising in his beliefs and in how he goes about his business. And I'm going to read overratedness's comment. And then I'm going to get to Steven's comment. Thank you, Steven's Guillaume, for our first uh, comment in the Super Chat. But overratedness, do you think he's using garbage time as a makeup for practice? Absolutely, I do. And that's my the, – the best rational explanation you could have for why Tibbs will, will do this is because – and this is not me saying this or reporting this or whatever. This is Julius Randle came on – JJ Reddick's podcast, uh, whatever it was, three weeks ago, and he said he's like Tibbs is a softy. We don't really practice anymore. We don't have a lot of practices. We're not practicing very often. That's Randall saying that. That's that's not anybody else. So, do I think that Tibbs looks at these game situations, um, you know, as an opportunity to? Um, you know, duplicate or replicate the practices that he isn't getting with his team. Absolutely. I think he is, um, you know, at, at this, at, and that's why by the same token, he'll take Obi Toppin out of a game that looks like the prime opportunity for Obi Toppin to get minutes because Obi Toppin's lost as an NBA player right now, and he's doing stuff out there that would not garner minutes in any other situation. And Tibbs does not believe in changing his rules for a game that's out of reach. He's just, but again, if you want to come at me with like, oh, Tibbs is awful for doing this, you can't have it both ways because you you can't have this tone of accountability. And for me, obviously, if you're coming here and you're watching this live stream, this is probably not your first time. And you know that I sing Tibbs praises all the way, you know, every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Um, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. I am happy that he has come and he has brought this ethos to this team because they so desperately needed it. And I would argue that what he has changed in this team and in making them again, have the ability to come in against a shitty team like this and lay their foot on their throat and have this not be a game. I don't know that there's another coach in the NBA that could have done that. And if it takes a bit of an overbearing presence and, and having some uncomfortable compromising features to his personality and the ways he, and the way he goes about his business to make that happen. Well, then so be it. Those are the sacrifices you have to make, um, you know, as a, as a, as, as a Knicks organization, call it a deal with the devil, if you will. Um, but it is what it is. That's my thing I wanted to say on tips. Cause I, I thought it warranted addressing. Um, so Steven's coming. Um, where do I begin? 
Peyton is still bad. Yes, he is. RJ's progression is outstanding. Yes, it is. Julius Randle is an All-NBA player. Um, I'll talk about that in a bit. And then Happy Mitch is back. Yes, um, I'm really happy Mitch is back. I thought uh, for as great as Randle played, for as great as RJ played, the guy that I am going to – the takeaway that I'm going to have from this game uh, about a player, a specific player, perhaps more than anybody else, is, is Mitchell Robinson. You know, we um, – me, I – uh, fall into the trap at times of, of focusing on what Mitchell Robinson can't do or what he doesn't do. And man, um, he's a good, he's a good center. He's a good starting center in the, in the NBA. I don't know if he's like a top 15 or a top 20 center, but he's a guy who could be a starting center on a good team. He does a lot of good stuff on offense. Obviously his defense speaks for itself. Um, limited player on defense or, or on offense, but he what he does he does well he has amazing hands there aren't five big men in the nba that have better hands than mr robinson um obviously his athleticism is off the charts his timing is off the charts he gets you offensive rebounds as good as anybody so um was really happy to see this game from from mr robinson so good good comment there uh the knicks are the justice league randall is superman this is from michael Aaron, by the way shout out to you michael um, Randall is Superman, RJ is Batman, and Alfred <laughs> and Alfred is Josh Whedon. In other words, Alfred is the guy that comes in and he, and he takes something that's pretty good and he fucks it all up and he makes it as bad as it could be. Um, I mean, that's a little harsh. Alfred had some nice plays tonight, but I don't know if you're a Nick fan, how you watch this game from start to finish and, and come away thinking anything other than boy. Um, I really, uh, once Rose is back, once Rose is back, that's the caveat. Once Rose is back, like, I, I don't know why you need Alfred Payton. And I'm not sure if I referenced it in the last live stream. I probably did. You know, Zach Lowe had a good column for ESPN the other day in which he talked about the fact that, look, Alfred, the reason that Tibbs keeps giving us for, for T uh, Payton playing is his defense. And he highlighted how that defense is overrated. Um, he doesn't pass on drives. He takes these awful shots on drives. Uh, so, you know, putting pressure on the rim, yes, but it, it comes with a caveat in that it's only helping your offense so much. Um, you know, and, and I just want to be clear. I don't think Tibbs actually believes that Alfred Payton's defense is good. I think that's the easiest thing for him to go out there and say because uh, Payton for most of the year has been his only uh, real ball handler that he could turn to. The question is, 48 hours from now when I'm coming on here and talking to you guys after the trade deadline, will that still be the case? Um, and will they, you know, do something with this roster? You know, that said, that said, I find it interesting that he went with point Burks so much tonight because I think Tibbs still does not trust quickly run, uh, running the point in big minutes and I, you know, play in game games down the stretch of the season, playoff games. God, God forbid. Um, I don't think he trusts quickly running the point in those situations. And I'm not sure he trusts Frank running the point in those situations. And I think part of the trepidation with just, you know, shuttling uh, Alfred Payton off to the sun is 
Tibbs is a little worried about. Do I have enough point guard play that I trust for 48 minutes? And I think it's really interesting, again, that he played Burks at the backup point guard for long stretches tonight because I wonder if this wasn't a a, a final kind of test to see can I get away with Derrick Rose and Alec Burks as my point guards for the rest of the season? And um, I don't know the answer to that question. I think Burks looks awfully good as a point guard, though. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, Tim Kim, feels like I'm just a Debbie Downer, but watching Obi, it sort of drains any energy I have. Do you think the three-team trade for Zoe is real? Um, I don't know the reporter that reported the the thing about um, the Knicks looking for a third team to take on Eric Bledsoe's contract. You know, that said, so I don't think it's not real. Um, but if you ask me, you know, gun to my head right now, do I think they're going to trade for Alonzo Ball? No. Um, in, in regards to Obi, I mean, look, I, what, what is there to say? He's not an NBA player right now. His minutes are not are not NBA minutes. He's lost. He's contributing nothing on, literally he's contributing nothing on offense. And he is a negative on defense. Some of the time, not all of the time, some of the time. He had a nice moment in the first half on defense, closed off a, a drive by Rui Hachimura, although he actually got beat initially. Um, you know, it's a question mark for this Knicks franchise and, and what, you know, cause they're coming down the stretch here and, and they're going to be getting to some games where 10 minutes of, backup power forward could make the difference in a game and sure as shit uh tom thibodeau is not about to throw this kid out there in a in a in a play-in game or a got you know obviously a playoff game that that, that shit's not gonna happen so um i don't know do they just go to ob and be like listen big guy um it's it's not happening this year we'll we'll revisit this next season let's get you an off season of work we still believe in you we're, you're still our guy. We don't, you know, all of the, all of the stuff. Um, I don't know. Is that the move? And as, as people have been clamoring for, for, it seems like a while now, um, does Kevin Knox get those minutes? Um, he'd be my guesses to the guy who gets those minutes. Uh, do, do, <laughs> Elf thinks he's Steppenwolf. Good comment. Um, I missed this comment from CT Pittman. Apologies. W for the culture. Obi looks bad, bad. Yes, he does. Um, like for real, he needs confidence, a confidence boost. Glad to see, uh, Julius talking to him on the bench. Yes. V- uh, great job by, uh, and, and listen, Randall takes his role as the leader of this team. Seriously. Uh, comment from Wilson Chandler. I wonder if this is the real Wilson Chandler. Uh, Oh, AKA Boston Nick. What's up, my man? How you doing brother? Um, three consecutive 20 point games for Burks. Let's see if we're sellers before the, th- before Thursday, I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. Uh, personally, I'd like to sign him, uh, to a cheap deal. Look, if there was some team out there who was willing to give you a first round pick for Alec Burks, a first round pick for Alec Burks. And I'm not, I don't know who that, who that team would be. Yeah. You think about that. Um, you think about that, but because, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a nice seventh man on a good team um, on a good contract. You trade that guy for a first round pick short of a first round pick. I'm not trading Alec Burks and, and, and that may seem blasphemous, but again, you know, me, if you're, if you're, if you don't like these takes, this is not the place for you. 
I am a big believer in the culture and the building of the culture and the fact that you, this is a year to year process. And eventually you need to start building the bricks on top of each other instead of, you know, shuttling out the whole fucking thing and restarting anew every year. And I get that Randall's going to be back and I get that RJ is going to be back and I get probably Mitch and quickly. And and yes, all of those, but wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if they went to Alec Burks and say, Hey, big guy, well, he's not that big, whatever. Um, we think this could be your home for the next three seasons. Let's work out a deal. And you sign Alec Burks to, you know, I don't know, three years and, and $20 million or three years and 22 or $23 million. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, he's a good player. He likes it here. His defense is good enough. The shooting helps. He's a quick release. He could play your backup point guard in a pinch. He's a versatile player. All of the things you want in a bench piece, Burks brings you. Maybe try to hang on to that guy. So, you know, again, if the, if an offer is too good to be true, that's one thing. I I, I doubt. And, and Noel. Thank you, Matthew uh, Malachi. Uh, bring Noel back, too. He's a good backup center. So, um, completely agree with these comments. We have some questions about... Um, <laughs> Stevens Guillaume signed him to the Austin Rivers contract. I don't think you're getting uh, Burks for the Austin Rivers contract. Someone, someone will pay uh, Alec Burks this summer. Um, so uh, some people asking about Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, the Malcolm Brogdon – I feel like I haven't even talked about this game. Uh, I'll get to the game in a second, although I don't really know what there is to say about it. Um, actually, before we get to, uh, to Brogdon – Let's just quickly uh, – Woj had a tweet uh, while I was ranting about something or other. The Raptors are discussing Kyle Lowry and Norman Powell deals on multiple fronts, and those talks are expected to extend into Wednesday um, and perhaps even Thursday. Wouldn't you know it? Philadelphia Miami are interested in Lowry, but both have shown restraint in how far they'll go to get a deal – uh, that's code for Miami is not willing to offer Tyler Harrow and um, Philadelphia. Are they, would they really keep, would they really keep Maxi off the table? I have to think Philadelphia knows that if they're getting involved in the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes, um, it's going to cost them Maxi. I don't see how they get um, Lowry without giving up Maxi. Um, anyway, uh, he also says beyond Lowry, Sixers have shown interest in other guards available in the marketplace, including Norm Powell, Lonzo Ball, and George Hill. Uh, interesting situation for Philly. You know, unlike Brooklyn, unlike Milwaukee, unlike the Lakers, unlike the Clippers, um, they are the only real contender. I don't know if you want to put the Jazz in there, who has all of their first round picks, more or less. I know they traded one future first round pick to unload the Horford contract, but they could trade a bunch of firsts. And they have Maxi, they have Thibault, interesting. They have Seth Curry, good contract. Um, interesting if this is the year they want to make the uh, the all in move. Uh, I'm going to get to Brogdon, I promise, in a second. Anthony Six, though, with a comment in the super chat. Thank you, Anthony. We appreciate it. Um, wouldn't it be better for the team culture and future? to stick to small moves and see what we can do with what we have. Is there even anything we could do that we couldn't do for cheaper in the off season? So Anthony, I'm so happy you said that because I think this leads me right into the Brogdon discussion. Um, uh, shameless plug, two shameless plugs, one shameless plug for tomorrow's podcast featuring uh, the one and only uh, goat 
um, Ian Begley comes on and he, spoiler alert, um, he gives some specifics. So you're going to want to talk to uh, or listen to the podcast. Um, he, he expects a slow deadline. And I think um, the reason he expects a slow deadline is exactly based on the, the, the um, logic that you just showed, which is that, hey, this team has a nice thing going. They're going to have a plenty of opportunities in the offseason to improve this team. And there's no real huge incentive for them to make a move right now. Um, and second shameless plug for my, for my, um, <laughs> sorry, dirty dancer for shameless plug for my newsletter tomorrow. I kind of go through exactly why there's not going to be a big trade barring anything surprising. And when I say anything surprising bar barring some team really selling low on a guy that the Knicks might want, i.e. an Oladipo or Alonzo ball. Um, and the reason is because unlike Philly and, and, um, I'm trying to think of some other team. Really, Philly's the team, but um, okay. Unlike Philly, unlike Miami, um, who are teams that could actually win the championship this year, and unlike a team like, you know, let's say Charlotte, um, who like for them to like win a playoff game or playoff games and like get home playoff games, like that would be so huge for them. New York has bigger fish to fry. And for the Knicks to give up a real asset to bring in a guy that's going to make the difference between maybe them winning a play on play in game and not winning a play on game like that. That's not where you expend your assets and credit to Mark Berman, who in his column today for the New York post um, basically came out and said, the Knicks are not approaching this trade deadline as a short sighted team. Um, CT Pittman. I'm going to get to RJ in a second. Um, Brogdon. Brogdon's interesting because Brogdon toes the line between, okay, he's not Zach Levine. He's not, obviously he's not Bradley Beal. He's not Zach Levine, but he's a really good player. That dude was legitimately in the all-star conversation this year for a while because um, he's really good and he's, uh, he could run an offense. He can shoot it from three. He's a good defensive player off ball. He's good. He's all, he's all the things that you want. In basically a non-star package, like Brogdon is not like can Brogdon be your starting point guard if you have a sick, you know, three other guys in your starting unit? Yeah, he probably could be. Is he going to be if he's one of your best three players? Is that a good situation for you to be in if you really have lofty aspirations? No, but I think he toes that line. And if you know, I don't know what the Pacers would ask for personally. I when I see a guy like Brogdon who's on a contract that I'm like, okay, that's what that guy should be getting paid. Malcolm Brogdon's getting paid $20 million a year. He's worth $21 million a year. Can you argue in this marketplace he's worth $22, $23, $24 million a year? Sure. Roughly speaking, though, Malcolm Brogdon is fairly paid. So why the fuck if – excuse my French – why the fuck if I'm the Knicks do I want to go out and give up what I guarantee you the Pacers are asking for? for Malcolm Brogdon, which is, I'm guessing, at least a first-round pick and a good young player. So, you know, I would guess if the Pacers, if, if Leon Rose called up Indiana tomorrow and like, hey, what do you want for Malcolm Brogdon? He'd be like, okay, um, we're going to start with your first-round pick this year and Emmanuel quickly, and then we could work out the details from there. To which, if I'm Leon Rose, I'm telling, you know, um, who's running the, the Pacers now? Kevin Pritchard, I think. Um, you know, fuck off, as he should. 
that's why I'm not too excited about Malcolm Brogdon because as much as I like Brogdon, I think he can make a difference. I would rather save the chips and go all in for, you know, a real difference maker later on. And I, I don't mean to suggest that like Brogdon is materially lower that much than Levine. Levine brings his own issues, but I just, I don't want to pay the cost. CT Pittman. Um, okay. RJ and his handles We're off the dribble tonight, growing before our eyes. Yes. I loved when um, RJ Barrett crossed up the Matthews kid, um, drew the foul. Love RJ getting to the paint, uh, multiple kickout three pointers, or he assisted on on multiple kickout threes. Some really nice moves. I mean, I, I could call, we could make this the RJ Barrett show after every Nick game because he's just doing things again and again and again and again every game. Three, four, five, six plays a game where you just look at and you're like, oh my god, it's happening, um, it's happening. RJ Barrett's really good. And it's so exciting to see. Um, so what else we got here? Did I miss anything? Uh, Mensa Smith, yes. Um, all things considered, like defense and durability, do you think R.J. Barrett has a chance to have a better career than John Morant? Oh, goodness. Does he have a chance? Yeah. Um, you know. Oh, my daughter's up. My older daughter's up. I think the younger one was already up. Um, you know, John Morant is a three-point shot, a consistent three-point shot away from being um, a top top fifteen player. Um, I'm not sure there's a realistic path for RJ to get to like that level. I think, but based on what he's doing right now. If we if if the if the off the dribble game comes around a little bit more and he even shows the ability to make some off the dribble shots on the perimeter, I mean fuck, he's gonna make a lot of people who said a lot of shit about him look awfully dumb. Uh me me first and foremost. Um that said, I still think most observers and most reasonable people would say that RJ Barrett um, is, is likely not going to have as good of a career as John Morant. That said, is there a chance? Absolutely. I, 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 especially because Morant is a smaller player. He's a slight guy. He's always going to have his issues on defense. Um, and there is a chance maybe the three-point shot doesn't come around. As some people are mentioning, Stephen Cordero, he's, in, he's a year older than R.J. Barrett. And like um, – Frank says top 15 player at point guard. I think you mean, no, I, I think there's a world where, where Morant M Morant with a three point shot. I think that's, that's a top 15 player. I could be completely wrong. Um, but I just, the way that guy gets to the basket, the way he is, he has a flair for, for making really, really nice passes, finding guys. He clearly that team believes in him. That said, he's been bad since he came back from injury. Not bad. He's been not John Morant since he came back from injury. So I'm a, I'm probably a little higher on John Morant than most. But that said, no, I don't think it's ridiculous at all. Um, uh, Jonas Plout, jaw lands hard and will sadly get hurt eventually. It's completely possible. So um, yes, Julio Martinez. RJ's defense has a ton to do with his potential. A thousand percent. Um, I mean, what call it 45 55 one way or the other at this point? He that's but the fact that we're even having this conversation about RJ Barrett right now, I mean, what more could you want? 
Um, I missed some comments on the super chat. Apologies, Michael Aaron. What, Michael? You, you're the man, dude. I, really, you you are the MVP of these these post games because you're just so generous with the super chat comments, and uh, I'm happy you come and, and contribute. Um, and just show up. You don't need to contribute. Just come and give your comments. If Payne and Bryant get head coaching jobs, uh, I should say for anybody who don't know, um, Johnny Bryant's rumored for the Utah State job. Kenny Payne's rumored for the DePaul job. How big a blow would that be to our youth if they leave? Uh, I wish the best for them regardless. They deserve it. Also, you think Aller stays with these new rumors? Um, let me take those one at a time. I think uh, Leon Rose is not letting Brock Aller get away. I think Brock Aller is going to be the next G, uh, GM of this team. That's that, that's not like sourced or anything. I just that's my gut feeling. Um, I think Johnny Bryant losing Johnny Bryant would hurt more than losing Kenny Payne, and that's probably a hot take. But Johnny Bryant strikes me as a guy who's get who we're going to talk about as like one of the next really good head coaches in this league. He has a way with players. They didn't, it wasn't an accident that they made him the associate head coach here. Um, and I think he's going to be a drawing card. And I think he's the natural, like Kenny Payne's never taking over to, for Tom Thibodeau at some point, Tom, Tom Thibodeau's, you know, his act is going to wear thin and they're going to need to find a replacement. And I think Johnny Bryan is that guy. I think it's really important that um, they keep Bryan. I think it's important that they keep Payne too. Um, but if you ask me which one of those guys I would want to keep more, I, I think it would be Bryan. Uh, we'll see what happens though. Um, who knows? Maybe the Knicks um, promise him that he, he's going to be the next head coach of this team uh, after Tibbs. Uh, Darius McLean. We beat the Vegas over-under. Giddy up, baby. 22 wins. First team to do it, uh, to beat the Vegas over-under this year. So that's that's awesome stuff. I think I missed uh, a couple comments here in the Super Chat. Apologies. Um, what do I got? What do I got? What do I got? Stevens again. Thank you so much, Stevens, for the, for the multiple contributions to the Super Chat. Knowing the Knicks' defensive stats, do you think RJ and Randall make one of the defensive teams? You know, it's funny you should ask that. I was thinking about this a week or two ago because I have issues about, okay, let's say the Knicks finish with a top. Eh, let's, let's be reasonable. Let's say they finish with a top five defense. I'm going to go ahead and pull up really quickly. Um, who have the top five defenses in the NBA right now? So top five defenses in the NBA right now are um, Los Angeles Lakers are first. So they would normally have Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, though, because of the injuries, probably not going to make an all-defense team. So maybe a caveat there. Sixers are going to have two guys. They're going to have Embiid and Simmons. They're second. The Suns are third. Chris Paul's got to be in the running. And then the Knicks are fourth. And then the Jazz are fifth. The Jazz have Gobert. Um, the Warriors are sixth. Uh, Warriors, Draymond, Probably you'll get some consideration. Uh, Miami Heat are seventh. Uh, I would think that uh, Bam Adebayo would get some consideration as well. Point is, who's the guy that's going to get the consideration for the Knicks? Ahead of the season, you would have said Mitchell Robinson. I think Mitchell Robinson, those missed games, is going to hurt him. I don't think you could give give that designation to Randall. He's just – they slot him on the, on the least threatening offensive player so often. Um 
I don't think you can give it to Barrett yet. Um, look, I love Barrett. I love his defense. I think he has all defense potential. I think he's shown that this year. I don't think that he's done enough, especially since Reggie Bullock is the guy that's guarding the best uh, offensive wing on the opposing team night after night. And then you ask, okay, does Reggie Bullock deserve all defense potential? I don't think he does. So sad but true, I don't think any Nick is going to get consideration. I think what's going to happen is I think voters are going to look at the situation with the Knicks defense and they're going to say, shit, this guy, this is a top five defense and there's nobody I'm really giving strong consideration to for the uh, all defense to team. And they're going to go ahead and give uh, Tibbs the coach of the year award. Um, you know, unless, I mean, he's got to be the favorite right now. He's got to be the favorite. So um, good question on there. Uh, we have another super chat comment from CT Pittman again, man. CT, guys, I cannot thank you enough for the for the contributions to the super chat. Really, truly, Westbrook is bad, man. I should be paying you for this super chat comment. I've never been a Westbrook guy. I can't believe there were actual Nick fans that wanted him on this team. Shake my head. Westbrook is what everybody worried he was going to be for the last several years, which is like, oh shit. What happens when that guy loses that extra 10 to 15% of his athleticism that separates him? And we're seeing it. His handle is loose. He's making weird turnovers. He throws the ball all over the court. Um, Obviously, he can't shoot. Um, I said on the halftime Zoom, for anybody who was in there, I think he's the most untradeable contract in the league right now. Um, And I'm not sure it's close. Like, I'd rather have John Wall than him. I'd rather have, I mean, who else do you want to give me? Luke Kennard is, just got paid, and that's looking like a disaster. I just, he's detrimental to a team. He's actively hurting that team, um, which is sad, but sad but true. Um, <laughs> somebody, uh, Keo Lowe, I'm late. Did we talk about how bad Obi is yet? Yes, we talked about how bad Obi is yet. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Davis Bertans, good, good contender from James Lieberberg. Um, yeah, because Davis Bertans isn't anything if he's not hitting his shot. That's, oh, I didn't notice Kennard. Uh, thank you, Big Bean. Kennard randomly weighed off, went off last night. I didn't notice that. Um, Bertans is not a good contract. Yeah, that's it. That's, but that's, I don't think it's as bad as Westbrook. Um, <laughs> Peyton is awful too. <laughs> Uh, rather have Al Horford than Westbrook easily. I fuck. I I would love Al Horford. Um, what else we got? Uh, Luke Luke Shimon Shimon Shimon. As much as I know, we really need a wing next year. I would really hate to see Reggie and Alec go. Where do they fit though? If we draft a Kispert Springer, that is a great question. Thank you for that. Um, I. Look, you guys know I've been on Reggie Bullock Island all year. I, I, uh, you maybe missed it before. I sung Alec Burks' praises. The nice thing about the NBA now is you can have um, three or four of these guys in your rotation at any given time. And I think, I think Reggie Bullock is a guy they'd love to have back. I think Alec Burks is a guy they'd love to have, have back. And I think that the nice thing about Burks, which again, I said this before, he could double as, as a point guard in an, in, in case of emergency point guard. Um, I think I'm curious. 
I'm curious how this team views Emmanuel quickly moving forward because I don't I don't see a scenario right now at least where they would go into next season saying Emmanuel quickly is our backup point guard. I think they view quickly as a guy who has some nice off ball skills or on ball skills, but they want to play him ideally alongside another guy who's going to handle the ball most of the time. So if you, if you consider that quickly is probably going to. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed play an off-ball role and you consider that they probably in an ideal world want to sign a wing or draft a wing to start alongside Barrett and then whoever their starting point guard is let's say for argument's sake it's Rose um and they sign a backup point guard not Alfred Payton please and then quickly is your backup two and then Burks is your backup three then maybe that squeezes Bullock out um, unless he wants to come and, and be comfortable with the fact that he may not be a, a part of the rotation. Um, I would think that there's some team out there that would promise Reggie Bullock a rotation spot because he's earned it. He's that good. Um, that's a really good question. I don't have a great answer for you right now. I think that there's a lot that goes into that. But if you're asking me, do I think I do I want to see Burks and Bullock in the rotation next year? Absolutely. Um, those guys are good, good basketball players. All right. I missed a couple comments in the super chat. Uh, I'm going to get to them right now. CT Pittman. My God, you guys are amazing. Um, if you could throw us your cash app tag, we can donate to you without the YouTube fees. First of all, I didn't know there were YouTube fees. That sucks. Um, cash app. What's a cash app? Um, Andrew, is he on? Is my producer on here? Um, I don't know what a cash app is, but I, I I'll work on that. Um, is that like PayPal or Venmo? Um, yeah, I'll put that in like, I don't know, somewhere in the description to the, one of these, uh, Tim Kim, seeing us, Siakam is classing with nurse right now in another universe. Could you possibly see working him on this team? Absolutely. Holy shit. Who is this? Jay Breezy, New York. Come on guys. Oh, this is just too much. Um, nothing. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I get to come on here and do this and, and yeah, thank you. 
Nothing basketball related to say. Just wanted to congratulate you on the birth of your daughter and thank you for being the best Nick content creator in the business. Um, th- thank you. Um, I, I don't know what to say to that. Um, but thank you everybody for coming in and, and watching and, and contributing and uh, really, seriously, thank you, uh, Jay Breezy NY. Uh, anyway, uh, Siakam, Siakam, uh, I like, I like Pascal Siakam. Um, I don't, I don't think the, the Raptors are trading Pascal Siakam, unfortunately though. Um, so maybe, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I actually, I will say this about Siakam. I don't love that contract in, in terms of like, I don't know that I would want to give up what, what it would take to get Siakam. So um, probably no on Siakam for me, especially since he's a four and, and we have Julius Randle. So, uh, all right. Everybody's making silly comments now. Um, what else did I want to say? Uh, very quickly, no pun intended. A uh, couple other thoughts on tonight's game. Uh, I've been talking for uh, way too long and I have yet to mention um, Julius Randle who had, uh, 30, how many points? 37 points. And he was, uh, seven of 10 from Jeep long live, uh, Steph, Steph Randall. Great game. He, he, as much as I talked earlier today about how the defense was the reason they separated themselves in that game. I thought Randall, obviously his ability to just utterly dominate, utterly dominate this, uh, shitty defensive team, uh, was great. Um, God, I just noticed the Knicks gave up 64 points in the second half. Uh, Tibbs will have something to say about that. R.J. Barrett, I've spoken a little bit about. Uh, really nice from him. Only 8 of 18 from the field, 21 points, but he, he looked really good. Uh, shoot Payton to the moon. Mitch, we talked about quickly. Uh, ended up 4 of 8. I, but some of those must have been in garbage time. Oh, Frank. We haven't talked about Frank. Um, oh, and Knox. I want to say something about Knox, too. All right, real quick. Uh, Frank. Um, I was very disappointed that he was squeezed from the rotation in the first half. Um, biggest reason I want to see them trade Alfred Payton before um, Thursday is so we could get Frank back in the rotation. He um, he uh, he deserves um, Frank deserves to get minutes, and I want to see him get minutes, and I don't want to see Alfred Payton on this team anymore. Um, Julito McCollum, Macri. You are my go-to post-game show. The game goes off, and I literally go to you. Thoughts on Zoda, New York? Congrats on the new baby. Keep going. Uh, thank you. I have no intention of stopping anytime soon. Um, thank you for the congrats. Thoughts on Zoda, New York? I'm gonna I'm gonna steal Ian Bagley's thoughts. Um, so here's me stealing what Ian Bagley has already reported, which is that I think there's a much higher chance of them going after Lonzo in restricted free agency. Um, as opposed to making a trade for him right now. What is going on here? What is this? Oh, God. Uh, Jesus Christ, man. Come on. C.T. Pittman. I, 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 God. What are you doing? Why Why are you jamming me up? Uh. Look, guys, I, I am, yeah, I am the, I am the luckiest guy in the world that I get to. Uh, no, I'm not gonna cry. 
I am the luckiest guy in the world that I get to come on here and I get to talk to you guys um, after these games and that anyone will listen to me. Why should why should anybody listen to me talk about this this team that I love uh, and I'm obsessed with? And you guys do it, and and you come in here and you uh, you know you do this stuff is is just is I don't it's just crazy. So um, thank you for for that and uh, and and yeah I, I don't know. Just stop seriously. I, I, it's it's we're we're good. It, I it, this has been st- t- way too much. All right, I, I need to I need to get out of here because I don't want anybody. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, me speechless. Jesus Christ, what is going on here? Stop! <laughs> oh my God, oh, what is happening? What is happening right now? Stop! <laughs> uh, who is this now? Oh God, come on! This is craziness. Seriously. Hoonsong, man, Mac is the man. Congrats on joining the two, two, two girl, two girl dad life. Um, love it all. Some diapers on me. Seriously, guys, uh, I we we need diapers here, so this is helpful. What is happening? What is happening? I I what? Uh, okay, I'm finishing up. We <laughs> finish up. Michael Aaron, CD Pippen has deeper pockets than me. Not going to lie, but you deserve every donation, every comment, man. We all keep coming back for a reason. I, I don't know why. All right, I'm finishing up. I'm finishing up. Stop it, everybody, please. <laughs> um, wrap up. Okay, this is Andrew telling me to wrap up. Um, so, Andrew, Andrew, my wonderful, amazing producer. Thank you. You're, you're supporting him as much as me because he, he works. He did, puts more hours into this stuff than I do. Um, he texted me during the game and he, uh, he asked me to rank these three in, in wanted gone so bad rankings, uh, Alfred Payton, um, Inez Cantor or Emmanuel Moutier. Um, so I'm going to rank these real quick. Uh, I would go, uh, Cantor first always, uh, and I'm putting Payton before Moutier. What is happening? Adam Kerr, thank you so much. Stevens Giamme, thank you so much again. What is hap- What is going on, David? Um, Louis- David from Louisiana in the house. Welcome to the two girl dad. I'm, break- I'm sweating here. I'm like hot and bothered. I don't know what's going on. Just one more time. I- I- I'm going to get out of here because I really. <laughs> you guys jam me up, man. You guys jam me up. Seriously, I don't even know. I don't even, I I don't. JM Prego, it ain't much, but it's humble work. Thank you, man. Keep on, keep on, homie, killing it for everyday Nick fans. Rappaport sucks. Go, (laughs) God, what is happening? Kevin McEwen, all the best, bro. You deserve it. Keep it up. Bless up. Thank you, Kevin. Al Diddy. <laughs> this has to be a joke. This has to be a j- is it out? Is it April Fool's Day? It's not April Fool's Day yet. Ah, oh. uh, Al Diddy. Been listening to you for a while, Macri. You're the man. Thank you, Al Diddy. I appreciate you. Robert Cross, Julius Randle. <laughs> 
<laughs> Julius Randall diaper support. Go New York, go New York, go. Jason M, you deserve it. Uh, got us through the dark days in the last few years. I CT Pittman. Diaper fun too. My God. All right. All right. I don't I really do you, if if the goal here was to was to just make me look like a blubbering idiot. Y'all have accomplished that. Um, please, uh, okay. What is happening? Pete Cruz. Thank you, Pete Cruz. Michael Aaron again. What is going on? Mac, you're about to make more money from donations than Rivera's contract. I, I'm getting out of here. I'm stop putting an end to this. <laughs> I am... <laughs> I'm going to tell my wife about this. She's going to not believe me. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Listen, guys, you guys, Nick fans, you are Julio Martinez, Team Macri. <laughs> you guys are the best fans in the world. I, I have done this for years because you're the best fans in the world, because we are the best fans in the world, because we don't give up. We don't give in. We believe. We hope. We strive. We persevere. We have glass half full of views of all of this stuff. That's why I do this. Um, so the, the fact that anyone comes and listens to me have these therapy sessions is my gift. That's my gift. Not all of this. This is unnecessary. Uh, Adam with a contribution to the diaper fund. Jesus. I go back to old, KF, old KFS first Twitter account. You're awesome, bro. Thank you. I mean, the people who are ball 24 seven. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, Dalsim 25. Thank you. JM Prego. Now, you know, how <laughs> now, you know, how strippers feel revel in the shmoneys. Kellerman sucks too. Yes, he does. Oh my God. Matthew Bernholtz, I got five on it. Macri OnlyFans. Okay, I know what OnlyFans is, and that's fucked up, but I appreciate that. I hear my wife in the kitchen. Delore, yeah. do you know what OnlyFans is? Yes. Someone just made a contribution to, to my OnlyFans. Do sexual things. It's like you subscribe and they like do sexual things on camera. <laughs> do sexual things on camera? Yeah. No. Like, or like strip or something. Do you have an OnlyFans? No. Do you? No. I know about <laughs> I'll contribute to you. You'll contribute to my OnlyFans? Thankfully, you don't need to. Uh, all right. Now, are you happy that things have gone all the way off the rails? Uh, Harry Donor, thank you very much. All right. We're done. We're done here. We're done. I'm getting out of here. Can I end on a basketball question? Um, Jesus Christmas. Uh, is there a basketball question? I'm looking anywhere for a basketball question. Um, this is, I really can't do, I, this is, this has been the most overwhelming night of my life. I don't even know what to say. Um, God. I'm looking for I'm I'm scrolling up and looking for a basketball question. I can't even find one. Someone asked me a basketball question. Um, All NBA Julius. There we go. 
Um, oh, Chad Cohen, been a longtime fan and Twitter follow. Thank you for the great work. Um, I thank you. Okay, um, let's end with uh, some very quick uh, two two things. We have DeRozan. Um, now that it, RJ is hitting jump shots, would DeRozan be a better fit? Um, I would I would love to kick the tires on DeRozan in the offseason. Um, okay, we're, we're we're getting out of here, Andrew. I promise. Um, uh, but yes, I would at the right price. And uh, do, do, do Julius Randle, LNBA. Yes, I think there's a case. I think he has a case over Jason Tatum. If the Knicks finish with a better record than the Celtics, I think he has a big case. And um, yes, he has a case. And he Julius over Zion. Um, C. Fagan, newly a Knicks fan these past couple of years. You made me love this team. Cheers. What is this? is crazy. Okay. Getting out of here. We're approaching the 50-minute mark. Come back if you are listening to this. If you are listening to this, come back on Thursday at two o'clock. Um, uh, be- uh, between two and four p.m. on Thursday, um, myself and the immortal Jeremy Cohen, and of course Andrew Claudia, will be here for the trade deadline live special here on the Knicks Film School YouTube channel. Uh, we'll be broadcasting live uh, all the trade chatter. Um, two to four. So come check it out. Um, one more time. I, I literally want to stay here and, and write thank you notes to all of the people who, who, um, who contributed to this. I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm flustered. I'm, 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 um, thank you everybody. Thank you everybody. It's like, I can't thank you enough. Uh, if anybody here who contributed, is also a subscriber to the, you know what? Actually, I'm making tomorrow's newsletter a free newsletter because I need to write something in the, the newsletter about tonight. So uh, if anybody was here tonight, check out tomorrow's edition of the Knicks Film School newsletter. It'll be free. And um, yes. Okay. We're good. We're going to, Adam, $10 to the type of fun. Um, thank you again. Every Really, everybody. Thank you again. I'm getting out of here. Thank you, Andrew. And uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, and the next one. So, so, uh, so great. We'll, we'll, we'll see you guys on Thursday. Adios.